welcome to Stoke Meter. And we have a fantastic guest today, an old friend, Jennifer Boyer. Jennifer Boyer is the executive director of Team Survivor Northwest. Now, I knew Jennifer back in New York City, back in the early 2000s. And th- at that time, you were you were just doing your master's degree in public health, right? That's right. That's what drew me to the city. <laughs> that is amazing. And, there, and she and her husband, Jason, do some wonderful things. But her, her of course, her background is in public health. And uh, she's almost 20 years experience now, right? Yeah. Yeah. Night. But you've been all over. And this is what I love. I mean, back back in the day, you were over at the WHO, the World Health Organization. And then you've been all over the place in all kinds of different countries. And you've adopted a number of, of kids. My goodness. What have you done, Jennifer? <laughs> well, apparently I'm not going for boring because our even our household is definitely not boring. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. And well, the other thing too, we, when I heard what you were doing up there in Seattle with this team survivor, I, you know, I had to take a look and, and dig deep into that. But for those, for those of you that might not know team survivor um, is something I'm going to read this exactly from your website, empowering women who have had cancer, a, a cancer diagnosis to survive and thrive through fitness, health and wellness services. That's it's quite a mouthful, but it also sounds pretty inspiring what you folks do on a day to day basis. And with that being said, and of course, then Gary's up there in his nursing scrubs. So <laughs> I, I have a feeling you two are going to be geeking out <laughs> discussion. But Jennifer, I'm just wondering, what can you tell us of what you do at Team Survivor and and just whatever else you'd like to share? Yeah, so we the organization started about 25 years ago when uh, Dr. Julie Graylow recognized that a lot of her patients who were active and exercising were recovering better, and and there was a group doing a triathlon, and they said let's make a cancer survivor team for this triathlon, and so they started and. They had an amazing time. They bonded and they said, we need to do more of this. So it started with that triathlon and then it became hiking and dragon boating. And (laughs) we have the foundational fitness classes at different levels and, you know, people climb mountains and it's just, it's an amazing inspirational group. And, and at the same time, they're healing themselves. So the research now in the last 10 years, especially has just shown undeniably that exercise has a huge impact on cancer survival and recovery um, to the extent that um, most of a lot of the research is showing that it can cut mortality rates by 40 to 60% if you exercise during or after your treatment. So, you know, we feel like this is stronger than some medicine and this is this can be fun, right? So it's a way for people to gather together to feel like they're doing something because one of the biggest um, concerns or issues that people have is that they lose control of their bodies. They lose a lot of control in their lives. Yeah, and yeah. this is a way to be like, I can take control of this and I'm going to do it with a group of people who want to do the same thing. So it's a very empowered group. 
you, you remind me of my father, not of course, not in image by, by any means, but, <laughs> <laughs> but my father, um, he passed of multiple myeloma and mm. for years he, he suffered with it. But I'll be daggum if that was wasn't the most stubborn individual I've ever seen. He played golf every day with his friends. He went on walks with mom. Uh, he was still very active. I I'll never forget it. He played basketball at a family reunion when he was probably about 73, 74. I mean, he still had it. Uh, my, my nephew dropped him 15 years old. And I just dropped him, got back up, just started laughing. And I'll never forget that because it was so, it was such an example to me of not bemoaning your fate and, and taking control of what you can control of. And right. uh, it's, it, it's just imp impacted me to this day. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I do wonder though, is when a person gets a diagnosis of cancer, that's pretty heavy stuff. And mm -hmm. I can only imagine some of the gloom and doom that comes about. How do you get them out of that mindset? How do you present that to them when they're, when they're in that funk? Yeah, well, definitely. And there's a lot of fear and uncertainty that goes with that. And so what we hear so often from our members is the first, you know, they're, they come at different stages, but they're still dealing with a lot of that fear and uncertainty, no matter what stage they come. And so they, this is an example of a story that I, that I've heard uh, from one of our members who said she wanted to just get it done with and move on and pretend it didn't happen. Right. But she learned and she found team survivor just at the end of her treatment. And she she was hoping it would be over at that point, but it wasn't because cancer is never really over because it's the, the fear is still there yeah. and, and it had changed her. So she came to a class and first of all, she had still had, you know, the reason we're a, an organization for women is because there's a lot of physical changes that happen to your body, either from the cancer itself or from the treatment. And it can make you really self-conscious. So she comes to class and everyone gets it. If she, you know, she didn't have eyebrows and people are like telling stories about the funny reactions they got when they didn't have eyebrows. And, and, you know, she, she just felt accepted immediately. And then they convinced her to go to our fitness retreat. So we have a two day, a, a weekend event where people exercise and learn about cancer. And she just, first of all, seeing everyone, people who some had, you know, were 10 years out and, sh and she said, Oh my goodness, that could be me, you know, do, being super active, climbing mountains, running in triathlons. Um, and so she kind of looked forward, like there's, there is a life after this and, and I can be confident again and I can be active again. And then learning from the, from the classes and learning the things that, um, you know, when you go through treatment with your doctor, when it's done, it can, it depends on your doctor, but it can be like, okay, you're done. Congratulations. Just check up in a year. And people walk out like, wait, what? <laughs> you know, but now what do I do? What do I do to prevent a recurrence? What do I do to rebuild those relationships that have changed? And this, the organization as a whole was, has been able to help help with that post recovery as well. So um, 
I don't even remember what your original question was. I'm just talking here. And this is what we love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just talking about that fear and uncertainty, I guess. We hear that we hear a lot, Team Survivor saved my life um, to the extent that some have said that kept them from suicide even. And, oh, wow. you know, just really impactful, even though it's hard to measure. Um, everyone knows exercise changes your life. Right. right. I, I mean, that it's good for you, but it, people don't realize the impact of, of exercise during and after treatment. And it's more than just the physical, it's the depression rates go down. It's the, it's so many things, actually even pain goes down. <laughs> I'm like, I sign me up just for that. <laughs> if you're going through treatment <laughs> and it decreases pain, I'm in. Um, so, you know, there's all these benefits um, emotionally too, not just the physical side that, that you get out of being active and then having community, of course, mm-hmm. a community that understands what you've been through is clearly, that clearly makes a difference. Yeah. I, I'm seeing Gary over there. You've got to be <laughs> relating with some stuff over there. Yeah. No, no, for sure. I, I think it's interesting, you know, just being in, in medicine for quite some time is to see it's the, the tangibles and the intangibles that all come together to help a person heal and to, and to, to become better. And exercise, it, when people are, are ill, is such an interesting factor because there are some direct impacts, but it's also some of these other things that you really can't measure that really are important. I remember talking with a, a physician ages ago, and he kind of made the point that as, as a doctor, we they don't heal people. They, they put the body into the best position so the body can then heal. And so when you look at what you guys are doing, you're bringing in just a huge element that puts the body in the right mindset and also physical position to get better. Yeah. And yeah, it's absolutely true that without that, you know, I, I always call it kind of the downward spiral. And people with severe illnesses so many times if they start going down that spiral, it's so hard to pull them out. And so that's where I can see the benefit of what you guys are doing is so incredibly important because it keeps people in a community. It keeps people that understand. It keeps people, you know what I mean? Yeah. I I think that's pretty impressive. Have have you guys seen that where, I don't know how how I would would explain it, kind of more on the intangible side. Do you have like an, an example of, Someone who is, you know, regardless of their diagnosis or outcome, where just being part of a team was a huge part of their healing process. Yeah, we see that everywhere. And that's, I guess, one thing that makes our organization unique is there are some groups that do fitness um, for cancer survivors, but they tend to be short term. And ours, you can stay as long as you want, because that's important for the rest of your life. It's not just for a short period to be active. So we have members who have been with us for over 20 years and we're, we're their social life. Like they, all of their friends are from team survivor and they do trips together and, you know, they just, it's, it's been that factor of their life that they feel like. I have people I can trust. I feel safe with this group uh, and they bond. So, you know, we, and then we hear quotes from people about their experiences. We had um, one survivor who lost her husband after going through cancer and 
um, it, it was the team survivor group that kept her together. And she felt like she had a group that could, she could go to with those hard feelings because, uh, it's a group that some people will say, we don't even have to talk about cancer, but at the same time they can, they can go to those hard places and talk about those hard things and talk about death or facing death and things like that, that when they need someone who, who is able to handle those conversations, they find that. And so I think that's, that's part of it. But then, you know, so that's kind of the emotional benefit that comes from that community. But I think there is also an emotional um, impact of what hormones are being released while you're exercising, (laughs) you know, like we hear that it's, it's a boost for your brain and it helps you know, so I think it's also, there's still a, even a physical aspect to that emotional side of just like, get, get all of, all of those good things out of your system, get the, you know, get them working for you and working for that healthy, happy lifestyle. Yeah. But I think that, you know, I guess I were to get, kind of wrap my head around it, you know, if someone had cancer and they knew that exercise was good for them, you know, the doctor could write a prescription for a gym. And they could go and they could work out and they would get the benefits of that. Yeah. What you guys are doing is you're creating that additional part of it, which mm-hmm. is that massive community. And a lot of times I think with, with these type of diagnoses with cancer and these chronic illnesses, is kind of what you alluded to is just having someone who understands. Yeah. And what I think is even better is that, like you said, this is a lifelong thing where people, so you're getting a community from it's not just people with new diagnoses it's not people with you know that that survive or you know what i mean it's like you're really creating a community of support that can basically help anyone at any stage of their of their journey with cancer yeah and actually having those two having someone who's been a survivor for 15 years versus someone who's just in treatment or out of treatment it actually really helps that mentality too, to think oh, I could be there one day. So it, they support each other and they give resources to each other. And, you know, it's, it, it is a huge benefit to have that community. And we, we offer all of our programs for free because we want everyone to have access, right? So it, gyms can be expensive. Not everyone can afford that. And, um, offering something for people so that everyone can be part of it is really important to us. So uh, we want to make sure that it's not a financial reason that people are not able to attend or to improve their health, right? Everyone should have a chance. And yeah, we see, um, I lost my train of thought, but (laughs) just thinking like how, what a diverse group we have, you know, you were talking about your dad, Maurice, and, um, we have a 74 year old woman who is an active dragon boater. I don't know if you guys have ever been dragon boating, but it takes a ton of strength. It's awesome. Sounds fun. Right. A boat with all these people paddling at the same time and they do competitions. They actually made it to the world championship in France, um, which was canceled because of the pandemic, but like, they're like, let's do this. So they, you know, and they're not, 
they're competing against people that are much younger and haven't necessarily <laughs> had health issues. And, um, but this group is just like, let's, you know, we're going to keep going. We Gung can, ho. We have lots of use them. Yeah. And, you know, this particular woman, she, um, her doctor told her, cause she still rides a motorcycle. So her, <laughs> her doctor told her, you know, as long as you keep riding that bike, I know you're not going to die from cancer. <laughs> so she, she took that as a sign to keep riding, but of course that could be translated. I love it. That's so great. I, I appreciate the fact that you create such a, a wonderful community like that. Um, first of all, you said a diverse group and what is beautiful about something like this is they have a common bond in the thing that they went through with cancer and it, it surpasses any of those differences. They start to understand people at such a granular level, but also a great big level. Um, it, it's something that um, when you say a sense of community, I, I, I'm reminded of another interview that we had and this individual was dealing with kids with cancer and you could just tell the weight of the world was on, on, on his shoulders so much so that the, he, he, uh, he got out of that because it was so traumatic in, in some areas. And I hope, I hope I accurately um, describe that, but uh, that community is, is something that truly does buoy up. Are there any, any stories that really pop up in my, I know you've shared a couple here, but what are some things that have really just made you go, Oh my goodness. <laughs> well, one of, one of the people I admire, um, she is now 75. Um, she wanted to complete 75 triathlons before her 75th birthday. <laughs> now, when she came to team survivor around age 55, she didn't even know what a triathlon was. She was like, how many miles do you do what? And she, but then she heard about it and said, I'm, I'm in. So she completed her 75th triathlon right before her 75th birthday. And she's, and she, she's not slow either. She wins her, well, she wins her age group. There's not a ton of competition, (laughs) but she's awesome. I mean, she's super, she is great. I'm not saying she's not good. She's great, but it's just like, who's out there at that age being so active, so healthy. And you were talking about, you know, some of the hard things that cancer survivors have to go through. And absolutely, this group has been through hard, awful things. And yet our organization is not, you know, the typical words that you associate with cancer might be like the fear and the sad and and, and health issues. And that's, that's not us. We are empowered, strong, you know, just women who are out there um, accomplishing things and being brave and trying new things. We see so many people trying things that they had never done before their diagnosis. And here they are thinking, you know, at one point they thought my life as I know it is over. And then they're climbing a mountain a year after their diagnosis. And, you know, they use, they use an ax pick to get up to the top of the mountain. And they're just, I can't believe how far I've come in two years, right? It's yeah. very symbolic for them to, to reach a new summit, right? Mm-hmm. And to be like, there's still so much life left to live. Oh, it, it makes me wonder if, I mean, how much of that is the change in perspective of life that one gets from a diagnosis like that? You yeah. know what I mean? 
Like, yeah. you know, maybe I should start cherishing my days. Maybe I should yeah. start <laughs> doing a little bit more. But it sounds like your organization is kind of that first footstep on that path. You know what I mean? Where let's get you going. Let's get you doing something. Let's get your mind somewhere else. Let's get you in a position to start healing both mentally, physically, everything else, you know, while they have that perspective. Yeah. Let's, yeah. let's leverage it. You know what I mean? And I, I would, I would bet that there's a lot of people that in some strange way, probably look at their diagnosis as a blessing down the road. Yeah, you know, we, I don't want to make light of cancer at all. Right. <laughs> and everyone sees it differently, but we definitely have that. We have people who have that experience. Yes, for sure. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry, Jennifer. Do you mean to Oh, no, you go ahead. <laughs> so you, you have the community, you give them so many uh, new perspectives and to pursue, but inevitably there's going to be the, when there is someone that probably loses that battle and with that community, how do they come together? How do they, how do they recover and how do they help each other through, through those those circumstances, because I'm, I'm seeing some amazing things in one way, but the, the, the cancer is not a nice thing. There's no doubt about it. It's just how, how do they buoy up when maybe someone isn't doing as well? Yeah. And that's where the community really comes in. A lot of people, when they are first diagnosed, friends change form. So some become really close and supportive and yeah. some may suddenly disappear. Yeah. And so to have that group that gets it, even if it's a, you know, maybe it's a stage four, maybe it's metastatic, whatever the diagnosis or whatever stage they're at, they do have that community that's okay to talk about them and talk to them directly and kind of knows how they need to be spoken to, right? And knows, oh, well, when I was going through this, this is what really helped me. And so they do the laundry, do the cook, you know, whatever it is that that person needs, they already speak that language and can be supportive and and be with the family and not feel awkward because it's, it is, it can be hard to, to know that someone you're with is maybe near death. And, and this group, as scary as it is for them, because it's, it's always a reality check for them as well, but they're so supportive. And, um, you know, we, we hear that a lot because I've given you examples of, you know, those who are really changing their lives, achieving and full health. And there are people that, um, that need to be at the easiest fitness level, right? And they're still doing it. They may only be able to participate in half of that class, but they're there because of that community. Mm -hmm. And they, um, you know, our fitness instructors are all cancer certified so that they are working with them to help with the different issues that come up through cancer. Sometimes it's a long-term issue like lymphedema and they need to know how to adjust, but sometimes it's just that I don't have energy and I don't, you know, I'm, I'm getting worse and I just need a place that I can still move. I can still feel a little better about myself and be with that community. And that's important too. You know, we are lucky that we get to see so much growth and so much success, but yeah, their cancer is a random picker when it comes to the endings and 
and we do have some sad endings for sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, how, how do how do people find you? Like, if if mm-hmm. someone with a recent diagnosis, how do they come across your organization? How what's the funnel that people end up at your doorstep? The most are referred to us from their physicians um, or from friends. We we're still relatively small, so you know we're in this greater Seattle area. And because we have online classes now, people can join from anywhere to that online virtual aspect. But um, I wish there were more of us, right? I wish we were all over because I think this is such an important organization for for the community. And what do you do if you don't live near something like this to have access to those free fitness programs in that community? And so, yeah, I wish... Well, I wish we were bigger and that someone else was the executive director to make that growth happen. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, um, I, I, I just wish we could reach more people. So I wish more people knew about us. You know, we, because we're small, it's not like we're doing big marketing campaigns. We focus on those programs, but it, we also want to get the word out of, of what we offer because anyone can join. Um, so, well, any cancer survivors who are women. Um, but yeah, we, I, I hope for the future that it can grow and that it can be in more places and that we can reach more women because, you know, cancer affects a third of our population at some point in their life. And to think about how many people, even in King County's King County alone, we know there are over 56,000 women cancer survivors living now in our county and I think there are so many people we're not reaching that don't know we exist and I wish you know it's we're not for everyone but I wish people knew about it right so that we can help them what's your what's your website how do people find you it's www.teamsurvivornw.org that nw is for the northwest so survivornw.org yeah I just love I love how positive this organization conveys uh, that, that well, I, I'm getting mixed in my words. I love how positive it feels just overall. Uh, it's not a doom and gloom feel. it's a, it's something that gives individuals that that not only that hope, uh, but bringing back going back to that community and mm-hmm. and and just that reinforcement that, hey, man, it's okay. and I, I'm digging this. <laughs> In a big way, in a big way. Hey, and by the way, Jeff, Melinda, and Bill live up in your area too, right? (laughs) (laughs) Well, how can we help you? Just spread the word. I mean, we want people to know we exist. Like I said, we want, we want to be able to help people. That's why we're here. So, so yeah, we, we are growing. We, I mean, we are on a trajectory of growth and that's exciting. We're glad to see so many new people finding us. And, um, but we want, we want to be there for people when they need us. So, and we want to keep those people to, to be able to help others. So a lot of, a lot of our members pay it forward that way. And so we have great volunteers and, who, you know, a lot of our programs are led by volunteers like hiking and um, we, we couldn't do without them, but they usually they're at the point where they're past that 
first phase where they just don't have energy and working out takes, you know, we're not expecting people to exercise uh, an hour every day when they're in treatment, right? It's, they take steps, they're walking, but first it's walking and, um, and then they build up to different things. But when they are at the point where they can lead a group, they come and they volunteer because they know how much it impacted their lives and they want to pay it forward to others. So we see a lot of that, that pay it forward mentality of team survivor was my silver lining. I want to make sure someone else has something positive too, right? You've effectively created an amazing succession strategy or, or longevity strategy, if yeah. you will. Yeah. Right? This is I, what I'm looking forward to though, is, is I know Cammy couldn't make it, but we've got to do this again, simply because it'd be so fun to get that perspective. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I know we could have fun with it. You know, we're going to rib her on, on that ER thing that fall there. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure. I'll tell you one thing I think is interesting from a a medical standpoint is like if you have some sort of like lung issue or whatever, we have pulmonary rehab stuff that's set up to to, to work on the backside. If you have a heart attack, there's cardiac rehab that is part of that, literally part of the medical process. There's like systems in place for that. And I think it's so interesting that with, with cancer, which is so prevalent, that that hasn't even been standardized yet. And so I think, Great you know, point. there's a lot of people that there's just not that support system. So people say come out of the emergency department with a new diagnosis and they just said like, here, call this doctor, call this doctor and that. But mm. what you guys are doing is is so important. And I hope that at some point there's a team survivor, SWNE, so, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and and we- maybe that's something to look at some point too, is, is, is start, start talking with some of the healthcare systems to, mm-hmm. to standardize what you guys are doing. And so it literally would become part of the diagnosis and part of the, here's your prescription for exercise yeah. coming, you know, go to team survivor. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I see so much possibility there. So much yeah. potential. Yeah. And the, all of the, now the big journals, ACSM, the American Cancer Society, they're all saying you should be prescribing exercise and they actually, yes. what the little pad can look like. This is like how many days a week, how many, how much time, how much on strength, how much on cardio. Um, they're recommending that because of these results, but it's still so it's relatively new research, right? Because 20 years ago, there were doctors that weren't sure. And, and so to see that change over time, I hope that more will start mentioning it, right? I know there's a lot going on when you're dealing with the diagnosis and, and there's, you're only absorbing half of it anyways, but hopefully, yeah, the, the medical community can say, yeah, this is something that will help you out, whether it's our organization or whether they're adding on that aspect to their own recovery plans. Um, yeah, we've just seen just what a huge impact it makes. And, you know, there, people will get referrals to, um, groups where they can sit and, and talk therapeutically in a, in a group. And what we hear is our group, at least that's what some people need, but our group says it felt so negative. I needed something positive. Right. So I I know that there are, there are different ways of, 
of approaching part of that healing process, but um, people love how, what a positive group this is. Yeah. I love it just be well, there's a number of reasons I love it. You made me realize 20 years ago, though, that's not that long ago. And this wasn't part of that pres prescription. I'm, heck, I remember when we were in New York, we had one of the best oncologists in the world uh, over there. And he was describing how he put the the little, is it uranium pellets and tumors or something like that to kill those tumors? I thought, that's science fiction stuff, man. <laughs> that's not, that's not, that doesn't inspire me at all. It's, that's, pretty, that's pretty amazing you could do that. But I look at this, I go, I, I, I'd like this part of the prescription. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so, and yeah, 20 years, so much has changed in the cancer world, not just with what we've found with exercise, but so there are so many more survivors now than there were 20 years ago because the cancer treatments are improving, which is great. It's just now we have a, a population of survivors that still need a different kind of support yep, so yep. and and need to know what next right so i think it's great that we have so many survivors it's just now now how can we help the survivor side instead of just focusing on getting to that to that point and we we count survivors as the moment you get that diagnosis because yeah. you've already you've made it that day you make it the next day you are a survivor the moment you're diagnosed um uh -huh. so, so that's why we refer to survivors as our whole group. But although some people are like, well, I'm not a survivor yet because I'm, I'm still in treatment. No, you're, you are a survivor. Like, <laughs> look at what you've survived already. So it's, you know, it, it's definitely that survivorship um, area is something that's still, there's, there's a lot that can be done to support that community still. That's a, that's subtle, but incredibly powerful. It is very, very much so. I, I have a feeling next time we visit with you, which I hope is very soon. So as a, as an addendum to the show is, is to, again, get, get some of those survivors, whether it's just Cammy or a couple, I can only imagine the, the positivity overload. <laughs> <laughs> that would ensue. <laughs> That's why I love my job. I get, you know, the world's at war and, and a pandemic and I come in and everyone's talking about all these life-saving things that they, you know, they're achieving things they never thought they could. And I get all the positive stuff. So I'm pretty lucky. I'll tell you what I'm kind of excited for is, you know, in, in the healthcare community, you know, as far as like I've worked in the emergency department a lot, that type of thing is, we kind of develop kind of a warped sense of humor. And I can only imagine kind yes. of a warped <laughs> sense of humor there. <laughs> From the survivors. Sure. But it's, it's, it's such a helpful thing to kind of deal with so many yeah. of these things. So that's what I'm looking for. Is that, you, yeah. you know, it's going to be pretty exactly. warped, I'm sure. So that that being said, you need to get get with Cammy or a couple of, of your survivors. Let's get everyone on a show. Let's have a party on here and just right, right. <laughs> just talk about those triumphs, those successes. They deserve to be shared. Does that work? Yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> and thank you for your smile. You, yes. Been, oh my gosh. People need to watch this video. You have the most contagious smile. <laughs> Please tell me I smiled too much. So I, <laughs> no, 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 I guess that was in France. So I don't know what that says, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, but thank you for the time today. I know you're busy, busy, busy. 
but I am truly looking for, I'd say, let's get this in the next couple of weeks if that works. All right. Yeah, that sounds great. It's so great to see you both. And you guys are contagious with your, your happiness levels too. I love it. <laughs> Thanks, Jen. All right. All right.